Flipping Frogs, Warren Robertson is now a Texas Longhorn. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we add another member to the 2023 class. Warren Robertson has flipped from TCU and now is headed to the 40 acres and also Rodney Terry and his Texas men's basketball team. Tough loss to the Kansas Jayhawks last night. We discuss all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we talked about Warren Robertson, I believe, last week being a likely possibility headed to the 40 acres. He was committed to TCU and he had not signed on the dotted line yet. And uh, his three schools that he was choosing after he had committed to TCU before he signed were USC, TCU, and Texas. He ultimately chose Texas. He was supposed to announce, I believe, either last Wednesday on National Signing Day or last Friday, but because of the inclement weather in the Dallas area, he's from Red Oak, Red Oak High School. He postponed it until today, and he just announced uh, a little bit earlier that he will be heading to Texas, once again, choosing the Longhorns and the 40 Acres over Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans and then over Sonny Dykes and TCU. They decided to take five safeties in this class, including Warren Robertson. And so now they're down to four. That might be the reason he left, amongst other reasons. But whatever you know, the reason is, Warren Robertson is now a Texas Longhorn. I love this get for Steve Sarkeesian and his staff. And we'll talk a little bit later how they just continue to recruit through the whistle with all of these players, right, and the amount of players that they flipped or you know beat out a close rival for in a very you know tense recruiting battle. But when you talk about this is a – blue chip four-star safety out of the Dallas area, Red Oak High School, that has a college-ready frame already. I think he's somebody that you can put on special teams from day one. He's listed at 6'1", 190. I believe by the time the season starts, he should be closer to 200, if not 200. Like I said, somebody that can come in and add some value to your special teams unit right away. On the defensive side, where he's going to be playing, obviously, at safety, if you just need him to be a traditional one high or two high safety, he can do that and be your last you know, line of defense and make sure nothing gets past him. Inside Texas kind of projected him more as a nickel star player because of the versatility that he brings to this defense. And we know that Pete Kukowski really values versatility. Everybody does. But we saw that uh, last year with this much improved defense that he had a lot of pieces he could move around all over the place. Right. So if you put Warren Robertson at that nickel star position, he's somebody that can cover in man coverage. Right. Slot. Uh, wide receivers he could cover tight ends and he could cover running backs out of the backfield I think he's also the somebody that just has the frame and the awareness to play in the box right somebody that you can bring down maybe play one high safety let Warren Robertson kind of be that rover and and help you know your box defender stuff the run he's somebody that has the IQ right and the instincts and the quickness uh, to be able to blitz right you can use him as an extra blitzer uh, to get pressure on the quarterback and then also He's somebody that in zone coverage can sit back, like I said, has those instincts 
um, and can be a ball hawk. I think his junior year, he had four or five interceptions. Not sure about his senior year, but definitely somebody that can get his hands on the ball and make plays. He was a receiver in high school as well. So I would hope that if the ball touches his hands, he catches it and takes it the other way. But Warren Robertson, just a really talented player, a really special player out of the Dallas area in the state of Texas. This Steve Sarkeesian and his staff continue to win the state of Texas. And to get a player this good, this late, I think speaks volumes. Like I said, I think the main reason he hadn't signed with TCU yet is because they had five safeties committed, right? And he was probably like, I, you know, I can get some more playing time elsewhere. And now when you look at the safety room at Texas, it's really deep. You know, we've talked about it with Jalen Catalan, who has all American potential. If he could stay healthy at the safety position, Jaron Thompson, who I think is going to be really, really good this year. He was really good last year, but because of some other names on the defense, he wasn't mentioned as much. And then I'm excited to see in a rotational role this year, Mo Blackwell, Michael Taft, B.J. Allen, now Warren Robertson, Larry Turner, good. And I think the safety position now at the University of Texas is really, really deep and one of the strengths of this Texas football team. And we saw that. 180 that the defense did last year I would expect with all of the staff returning and some of your best players returning into Andre Sweat Jalen Ford Ryan Watts and Jade Barron Jaron Thompson let me go ahead and throw him in there that this defense will be even better than it was last year especially with a favorable schedule at least from what it looks like right now and I want to give credit to Steve Sarkeesian and his staff because they continue to recruit through the whistle, right? And we know that when you bring in Arch Manning in this 2023 class, this 2023 class is looking like it's going to be legendary for the University of Texas. But when you bring in Arch Manning, you know that you're going to have some offensive firepower, right? When you bring in Arch Manning, you know you're going to get the John Tate Cooks. You know you're going to get the Cedric Baxters, right? You know you're going to bring in a nice O-line class, right? But what this staff has been able to do on the defensive side of the ball in this class really deserves a lot more credit than it's getting because – Texas has not known for its defense, right? And so when you're able to win a head-to-head matchup against the Georgia Bulldogs, who are now the two-time defending champions for Sadir Mitchell, that's a huge win, right? When you're able to flip Anthony Hill, the best linebacker in the country, from one of your biggest rivals in Texas A&M, that's a huge win. Although he's a legacy, he committed to Oklahoma. And you being able to flip Colton Bassick from Oklahoma, that's a huge win for Steve Sarkeesian and this staff, right? Getting to Silly Arcana to commit over Oklahoma. That's another big one, right? Winning a head-to-head matchup with Alabama from Malik Muhammad, probably the second best corner in the nation. Some people think he's the best corner in the country. You know, bringing him in, right? So what they've been able to do on the defensive side of the ball, Derek Williams, safety, five-star safety out of Louisiana, right? Getting him from LSU in Miami, late in the whistle, right? So what they've been able to do on the defensive side of the ball with this recruiting class is amazing. I've said a million times, I think this staff, the way that they're recruiting, what they were able to do with the 2022 class from development of the players earlier before, and then this 2023 class and beyond will be the main reasons that college, I mean, the University of Texas ends up at the back of the top, back on top in college football, excuse me. And Warren Robertson is the type of player that you bring in that ultimately gets you to that level. This 2023 class is just really explosive on offense, of course, when you bring in Arch Manning. But like I said, what this staff has done on the defensive side is nothing short of amazing. Flipping frogs. Once again, we flipped Trevor Goosby from TCU. We took Jelani McDonald, who looked like he was headed to TCU. And now we've taken Warren Robertson from TCU. The next step is beating TCU on the field, right? Hook him. And welcome to the 40, Warren Robertson. A quick word from FanDuel and Built Bar. And then we're going to talk about this Texas men's basketball team suffering a tough loss to the Kansas Jayhawks in the FOB last night. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and the calories, then you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me or you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You have to try built with built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you, and they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right real chocolate and they come in amazing flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros listen to this 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein and the best part you don't have to wait around for a box any longer for years you've heard hosts like me at the locked on podcast network talk about ordering your built bars at built.com but now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club so what are you waiting for Head to the website today, right now, and get them at built.com. Or if you're on your car, you got somewhere to go, head to your local Walmart or your local Sam's Club to get your built bars today, right now. Right now. So I know that this Texas basketball team is really good, currently top five in the nation. Rodney Terry was 12 and three coming into the game, 12 and four. And so they've kind of set their own standard where you feel like this Texas basketball team is capable of winning every game. You feel like this Texas basketball team should win every game, even in the toughest conference in basketball, right? The big 12. And you have to acknowledge that even though they're ranked higher than this Kansas team currently in the AP poll and in uh, the big 12 standings, this is still the national champion, right? Still defending national champion, Kansas Jayhawks. The fob, as you, if you watch the game, you heard it blaring through your TV screen, TV screen, still one of the loudest places and, and most hectic places to play. In college basketball, it's a very tough environment to win in, right? I know you saw the graphic if you watched the game that Bill Self is now 36-0, and 36-0 in big Monday games at home as the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. And they also said another stat that this Texas basketball team is now like 2-20 and 20 in their last 22 games in the FOB, <laughs> right? So this is not, you know, something that Ronnie Terry wasn't able to do last night. This is just historically a very tough place to play and win. And if I told you before the Baylor game that Texas was going to play Baylor at home, Kansas State on the road, and Kansas on the road in a span of seven days and go two and one in those games, I think everybody listening to this right now would have signed up for that. So it's a tough loss. You know, there were some things that definitely came back to bite us. I think turnovers and offensive rebounds, if we were a little more square, in those measurements, like I think if we would have matched Kansas State and what they did on the rebounding and the turnovers or done better, then I think they definitely had a great chance to win. The spread was four points. They lost by eight. So Kansas did win and cover. Right. 
But I think what you have to be encouraged about, maybe discouraged a little bit, is that Jalen Wilson, who was the leading scorer and leading rebounder in the Big 12, he had two points and six rebounds. So if coming into the game, if I told you Jalen Wilson was going to have two points and six rebounds, you would tell me that Texas is going to win. The fact that they lost that game is unsettling, right? Coming into the game, Kansas only suited up eight players, right? And their bench was known for not really being a huge asset offensively to this team, right? This was a team that's been carried by their starters all season, and they'll take what they can get from their bench. Well, your their bench gave them 22 points as opposed to our bench gave us 21, right? So a team that does not have a great bench and does not rely on their bench for scoring outscored our bench, right? That's a recipe for losing. So like I said, you have to feel a little discouraged because the best player in the conference, you held him to two points, you still lost. And a bench unit that's not known for scoring outscored your bench, which is deeper than theirs. You have to be a little discouraged by that. What you have to be encouraged by is the fact that you lost the field goal battle on the road. You didn't shoot well from the three. You lost the rebound battle, especially the offensive boards. One of these dudes, I think it was it was either – was it Rice or – no, it was K.J. Adams. He had eight rebounds. I think they were all offensive. Like, they had double-digit offensive rebounds. You turned the ball over 15 times compared to their 11. I really thought it was a bigger discrepancy than that. And you only lost by eight points. You were down – I think 14, if not more than that, and tied it in the second half. And then ultimately, you know, Kansas just pulled away. It's hard to outscore a Kansas team like that for 40 minutes. So I think there's some things to be encouraged about, right? You're showing that on the road in probably the toughest environment in college basketball, you can compete with this Kansas team, right? Like throw the rankings out of the, the window for a second, right? I know we were ranked fifth and they were ranked ninth. That doesn't mean that Texas is better. That just means Texas has played better through 20 games, right? That Kansas team is going to be a tough out for anybody in the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament. So like I said, you know, it's a tough loss. You know, you're watching that game. You're hoping that Texas can win, especially when they rallied in the second half, like we've seen them do in every game under Rodney Terry. But, you know, you have to understand that this is, you know, the Big 12. It's a tough conference. And like I said, if I told you seven days ago they were going to go 2-1 and one against Kansas, Kansas State, and Baylor, I think we all would have signed up for that. So, you know, I really like what this team is doing. I the only thing that concerns me is the rebounding. I think this is like the second or third game in a row where they've kind of lost the rebounding battle. And, I, you know, you obviously don't want to do that in the Big 12 tournament or the NCAA tournament, um, especially giving up offensive rebounds the way that they did last night and just the hustle plays. Kansas just wanted it a little bit more. And, you know, in these games where it's lose or go home, you're going to have to want it more than your opponent, right? You're going to have to get dirty and get on the board. You're going to have to get on the floor and make those hustle plays. And I think really outside of Serge Barry Rice, I didn't see that effort from anybody else last night i think also too this team has been able to score really well but i think at times the offense isn't as fluid one tyrese hunter his just offense it's just disappeared really over the last 10 to 15 games and he touches the ball way too much tyrese hunter to only have four shot attempts his confidence just isn't there offensively anymore and ronnie terry has to figure out how to cultivate that because like I said, he just touches the ball way too much to have four shot attempts, right? And so for this Texas team to get as far as they want to go, he's going to have to be an integral part of this offense, right? He can't take four shot attempts in, what did he play, 26 minutes, right? He's too good of a player for that. So he needs to get his confidence back on the offensive end and help out Marcus Carr. When we, he came in, we talked about what is that dynamic between Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter going to look like, right? Can they coexist? 
and they did really well in the beginning at that. They were taking turns. Okay, you get a bucket. All right, I'll get a bucket. And it was meshing really well at first. I think Marcus Carr is struggling with a little bit of self-awareness right now. He's going back to the Marcus Carr that we saw last year where he's constantly trying to decide, do I need to be a playmaker or do I need to be a scorer? Marcus Carr was put on this earth to get buckets. He was put on this earth to score points. That's what he needs to do. And I think too often early in these games, especially the last couple of games, he's been tentative. Now down the stretch, he started shooting a bunch of shots because they were down double digits. And so, I mean, he's kind of just padding stats at that point. But it's like we need that Marcus Carr all game, especially when Tyrese Hunter has lost his confidence offensively. So Marcus Carr ended up with 21 shot attempts and 29 points. But I can't tell you how many of those came in like the last five minutes when they were down by double digits. Right. So I think moving forward, Marcus Carr, like I said, I think he's having a self-awareness issue right now. Should I score? Should I be a facilitator? This team is better when Marcus Carr is getting buckets on the offensive end. And we'll figure out, you know, the facilitation somewhere thereafter. This is an isolation basketball team. Like you need to isolate and get your buckets, Marcus Carr, and then everybody will fit in after that. So really excited from what I'm seeing from this Texas basketball team under Rodney Terry. He's now 12 and four in 16 games. We all would have signed up for that. And like I said, Kansas is just a tough team to beat. Bill Self has never lost, <laughs> right, on Big Monday at home in Kansas. And Texas has only beaten Kansas on the road twice in the last 20 matchups, right? So last night was not surprising, right? I know as Texas fans, we think we should win every game. Last night was not surprising. You have four out of your next seven in the Moody Center, including this Saturday against a West Virginia team that is 14 and nine. And what we've seen from this Texas team is that they do not lose back to back games. They have shown resilience and the ability to bounce back. I expect them to do the same on Saturday. Warren Robertson, you are a Texas Longhorn, baby. Welcome to the 40 Acres. Hook them in peace.